Hi, this is a Life of Learning podcast. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi everyone, for this episode I'm going to talk about my experience that I had at the British Juggling Convention which was held in Ramsgate this year. I was there for three days so I'm going to break it down in those three days. Obviously day one, day two, day three. Now I've just found out that the first British Juggling Convention was held in 1988 and I think it's been going ever since. I think there's been two years that it hasn't happened, uh, 2020 and 2021, obviously due to COVID. So this is the first juggling convention that I went to. I'm gonna talk about my experience on each day. I hope you enjoy this episode. So, Day one of the British Juggling Convention. So as I said, this is my first one that I've been to. So I was super excited. Really uh, looking forward to just meeting new people and going to the workshops. I had a plan of what I was going to do today. And I think each day that I went there, yeah, each day was going to be packed with loads and loads of workshops that I was going to do. So the first one I did, which was around about 10.30, was a knife throwing workshop. We started off with angel knives. And then we went on to the sort of like uh, the proper knives. The angel knives have got sort of like three sharp edges. So it makes it easier for you to get it to stick into the target. Really, really enjoyed it. Probably spent about maybe half an hour on that. Met some people in in the queue and had a really good chat with them whilst we were waiting to throw. Really, really good experience. One thing that I that was key to the knife throwing. Yeah, you had to have sort of like, um, I suppose, good throwing technique, relaxed and everything like that. And I managed managed to get a round of three targets stuck in the board, which was really good. The main thing really is the distance from the board. Once you know your distance that you throw from, then you've just really got to try and throw from that distance all the time. So yeah, that was that was a really uh, that was a good experience, and I really experienced a kind of adrenaline rush as well when I threw a knife and it actually uh, got stuck in the board. I recorded all that, so um, yeah, I put it on my Instagram. So yeah, that was really cool. Really, really enjoyed it, and it was just nice to do something really, really new. The next workshop was uh, Taylor Glenn. I don't know if anyone, everyone knows Taylor Glenn, but she is Taylor tries. She's probably one of the top Instagram juggling influencers well yeah i suppose it influencers in the world i don't think anyone has got as many instagram followers than she has so she was doing a workshop on social media and juggling videos and that was yeah that was really really interesting i really learned a lot from it some things that i know already some of the things that, that i'll mention now that, that i think it would be useful for everyone else the first one was the rule of thirds. That is where you, uh, in the video, the, the actual action takes place in the first third, the screen. I think it's, I'm not sure if it's an industry standard, but I think it's, I think they say that you do it because the actual video looks better. Not sure about the reason why, but they do say it looks better. So that was one thing that I don't do in my videos. But when I do Instagram, it's kind of difficult to do it in a third of the picture uh, but if you're doing sort of like landscape instead of portrait then yeah 
And they say that you should you should be in the one third of the picture. Second one was take a long tripod. Now I normally have a really short tripod when I record my videos and they're on the floor. And she said it's better off to get a a longer tripod so the tripod is sort of like facing well it's just it's just a lot taller than the ground level one so that's an interesting one so i'm going to start taking my longer tripod with me when i do my recordings as well and one thing she did say which she said don't uh, juggle in front of trees now i juggle in front of a lot of trees so i was quite surprised that she said this one but just i mean i'm going to try it and see whether that you know it sort of like improves the quality of my videos what was the, the final one? Oh yeah that was one thing she said she said that if you yeah if you if you haven't juggled on instagram or you haven't posted any of your videos there are a lot of jugglers out there but because you haven't put yourself out there in on social media they haven't seen you yet so essentially she's saying that yeah there were loads of jugglers but you haven't posted your videos out there yet so yeah just just post just start because you're going to be offering essentially something different so i thought that was a really good advice i i, I like that because there are a lot of social media jugglers out there yeah why yeah if you feel comfortable yeah just just post and, and just see where it goes. I find that the juggling community on Instagram, for me, that's where I post most of my videos, is really, really, um, I'll say, friendly. I find it's friendly anyway. Yeah, I found this workshop really, really useful because I learned a little bit more about how to record videos and the social media aspect as well. Then I went to a really technical three-person juggling club passing session now this i haven't passed clubs since before covid so i really went into the deep end but this is what i wanted to do i really wanted to learn something new there's no point me going to the workshop and just practicing stuff that i know how to do so this was a really technical workshop it was a three-person weave with seven clubs essentially and there were a lot of movement so the person in the middle moved to the end and another person moved into the middle it was really really complicated for me anyway but i'm glad i did it because i just gave it a go i didn't think i was that great in it and but people had never done it before so we were all sort of like learning together really really enjoyed it, it was really fun you had to get your brain thinking on this one because it was tough to work out the sequences and everything like that but yeah it was um yeah it was it was it was really good yeah i met a friend there fred and what we did after was um, i met him after the workshop and we went into the sports hall and the sports so in the, in the juggling convention yeah what i should say is the, the layout of the juggling convention you have it was it was in it was in a school and the main sports hall is where mainly the, the jugglers were where you could just go and practice and then around the school they had different areas for the different workshops and i'll tell you what there were probably nearly every day there were probably about maybe four or five workshops every hour so you could have you could i mean anyone could have come and done a workshop so that's how intense it was so you could have yeah every hour there was a workshop from about nine o'clock till about I think five or six o'clock at night so yeah, so it was really, really good. So yeah, so what I did with the guy that I met at the uh, the passing uh, workshop was we did the normal four count juggling pattern um, passing, and then he taught me how to do the two count juggling pattern passing pattern. So that was really, really, really good. And then we threw some doubles as well 
in there when we did some passing. I really, really enjoyed that. I love passing and I've missed it because I think the last time I did passing was maybe 2019, maybe 2018. I can't even remember, but it was one thing that I really, really enjoyed. Sort of like passing. Also in, in, in that session that I did in the sports hall, we did a three-person passing. So one person is in the middle and we're feeding that person in the middle. We sort of set up a triangle. You pass to that person in the middle, then he's passing back to you. That was really good. And that was another guy who just came up and said, can I join in and let's do some passing. So it was, you know, it was really friendly. You know, you had lots of um, people sort of like really keen to uh, sort of like do some passing and stuff like that. So I really, really enjoyed that. The next thing that I did was in the afternoon, the axe throwing was actually outside in a inside the middle of a running track and outside there was a big top and there were a couple of other areas for I think there were a couple of other tents where they had children they had aerial acrobatics they had oh yeah they had a unicycle obstacle course so I went um, back outside in the afternoon to do the axe throwing and that was so cool again it was kind of similar to the knife throwing where the distance made a difference if you threw six inches or three inches in front of your sort of like um your distance then the axe wouldn't go in and I think this was probably a big adrenaline rush than the knife throwing because you know when you threw it and it hit it stuck into the board yeah you could just hear it and you can see it go in and you can feel the flight it was really good so that was a really huge bigger adrenaline rush so that was really good I think after this one I went to eat because I was a little bit hungry and then I went to the Luke Burridge uh, show it was called I don't know what it was called now. It was a concept show. I think it was 2323. That's what it was. Yeah. So he'd been juggling for 23 years. And he was sort of like, it was a really high concept show where he was saying where what he was juggling 23 years ago and the influences that he had. Then he did a, sort of like a set where the juggling that he's doing today. And then he did a set where what he thought he was going to juggle in 23 years time. So it was really good, some really high-level juggling, unbelievable. Go on stage, I know he's a professional, to go on stage and to, there were there were drops, technical skill. I think it was more appreciated because of the juggling audience and we recognised how difficult these tricks were. But the one thing that I realised, he just kept carrying on and carrying on until he nailed the trick. So there were some sequences where I think it maybe took him two or three goes sometimes. But these were high level tricks. So the audience were really, really, really appreciated the skill level that he was putting together on the stage. I think some of the tricks he may not have done in front of a non-juggling audience. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed seeing it. and just, I haven't seen a juggler live since I went to see Wes Peden about, that must have been about four years ago, uh, just before COVID. So, um, yeah, it was really good. He's a good entertainer. Really enjoyed the uh, session that he did. Uh, the, the, then I went to the um, store, bought some lightly filled juggling balls for 20 quid. Now, these were really good. I'm going to do loads of tricks with these. They're quite small, quite weighty. Yeah, I bought them. Fantastic. I'm definitely going to be using them for the rest of the year. So what else was there? Then I went and did some more passing with my friend Fred that I met. And we did a lot of two count passing. And by the end of the day, I don't know what time that was, but I'd probably been 
on my feet and juggling f- between 10 and about 6 o'clock. To be honest, I was uh, I was quite tired by then. So, yeah, so I left, uh, basically just to get ready for the next day. That's my experience on the first day. I'm just going to quickly summarise it. It was very enjoyable. Really happy that I did loads of club passing. I tried two new things, which was the, the knife throwing and the axe throwing. Really enjoyed that. Value for money that you get with the workshops is unbelievable. So, yeah, for what you get, I think I paid, I think it was £18 for the day. Yeah, so it was £18 for the day and the value for money was great. And I just found that the juggling community and the people I met, people were very, very friendly. That was my first day at the juggling convention. It started on Easter Saturday and ended on, I think it was the Wednesdays. So that was my first day at the convention. So, day two of the juggling convention was on the 9th of April and that was Easter Sunday. And I went to, the first workshop that I went to was the Taylor Glen Kitaro Twist workshop and that was it was a clay motion type juggling pattern never done it before i just wanted to learn a new pattern that i could take away from the convention and this was one and taylor glenn is probably one of my juggling heroes i watched one of her videos probably about 10 years ago uh, rubenstein's revenge and uh, it's a very old video it's one of the probably very few sort of like juggling videos on YouTube and um, since then I've been following her work and her videos on Instagram and YouTube so this was this was a really fanboy in here by going to her workshop because I followed her so much so to actually sort of like meet her to actually do one of her workshops is uh, yeah it was good it was fun I managed to uh, learn the pattern and it's kind of based on clay motion which is a uh, a style of juggling where you do stop start it's not a um, a flowy cascade type uh, juggling pattern and I like it I've, I've done quite a bit of clay motion myself so uh, yeah that was really good really really enjoyed that yeah so after that Taylor was in the went into the sports hall because I had a gap between the next workshop and she was in the sports hall and she actually continued the session in the sports hall so I got a chance to speak to her and I actually got a chance to take a picture of her as well so anyway um, so that was really fun so I think it probably took me about an hour and a half to really understand the pattern and get it but if I didn't have Taylor there to sort of like help me go through it, then I don't think I would. it would have taken me a lot longer to understand the pattern. But yeah, I've been practicing that pattern since and I've got it down. It's not as fluid as I would like, but again, like with everything, you just got to practice. But I understand the mechanics of it anyway and the pattern. And it's a really nice sort of like a, a flowy one-sided pattern. You know, it's a really nice pattern. Then I did some hoop passing. So basically, the, the thing we practiced the most was two-person passing with five hoops. That was really, really fun. The person that I was doing it with, she just insisted on juggling with pink hoops. So <laughs> we had to juggle with all five pink hoops. That's cool. I, I took a video of it, and it was really good. We managed to uh, do some hoop passing, which was really, really good. Really, really enjoyed it. I have to say that I'm glad I did it because hooping is not something that I've done in the past and I've come into the convention I really wanted to know how to do it. Then I went to the Ben Cornish table juggling. Now this was, I was really interested in this session. 
everything was obviously done on the table. You can sit down or stand up in front of the table. And I think this is something that I want to try and incorporate into some of the workshops that I uh, provide for people that can't stand for long for a long time or people that may be um that are in maybe wheelchairs so yeah so i learned a lot i recorded quite a bit of the session and i'm going to try and use that to help with my three ball juggling as well as just adding something different to to my workshops that i do really really enjoyed it ben is just such a good teacher and he's got loads and loads of knowledge Next workshop I went to and I did the is it Peruvian oh, I can have it. Peruvian yeah Peruvian mess that was a bit of a struggle I just couldn't really understand the pattern I think by then my brain was um, my brain needed a bit of a rest but I will look online again for that pattern because it is quite a cool pattern it's quite a technical one again because you're doing a variation on the mules mess. But um, yeah, I think I will try and see if I can find a YouTube uh, tutorial on that pattern and see if I can try and learn it. But I didn't really pick this one up as well as I would have liked, but hey, that's it. Then I went to a Rubik's Cube workshop. Um, I was really interested in going to this one and yeah, it was all right. It was it was really sort of like laid back, nothing really formal, just people just you know, solving the cube and there was a couple of beginners there and the guy that was running the workshop was doing one-on-one -on -one sessions and he was doing a really ultra beginner's method. Yeah, really, really beginner's method with hardly any algorithms. So yeah, it was interesting to see that, um, that style of how to teach the Rubik's Cube. So yeah, that was good. That was that was all right. It was um, it was just fun to hang around with people that know how to do the Rubik's cube. I mean, there was one guy there who best time had done it in nine seconds, and he'd done a blind soul event in twenty eight seconds. So that is pretty elite stuff. And I think he's been to a few competitions as well. So and I'd seen him around in other juggling workshops. So yeah, it was good to see him. And, and talk to him about cubing, just to let everyone know. So he, his best time was nine seconds. My best time is 25 seconds. And his best time for the blind solve was 28 seconds. And my best time is just over three minutes. So you can see the vast difference in sort of like experience and, yeah, just experience. He's in a really an advanced cuber. So, um, yeah, so that was that Rubik's Cube workshop was good. I'm glad I went to it. It was kind of relaxing. Then I went to a rings workshop and it was all about throwing pancake throws. I know how to do pancake throws, but when the instructor asked the instructor to look at me, how I do my pancake throws, and he gave me one tip. He said I was throwing them from a too high a place. He said, I just need to throw the pancake throw from slightly lower, just around about the waist height. And that really, really made a difference. Even though I knew how to do the pancake throws, you can never feel that you've got it. And if you know, if someone that's really good at pancake throws, and I mean, he could do pancake throws, I think with five, with, I think you can do pancake throws with five rings. When someone is that good, yeah, a little bit of a little bit of coaching and a little bit of advice from someone good is always good. So yeah, I was happy for that little bit of advice, um, and that was yeah, that was enough for me to say that the workshop was successful because I got that little bit of advice. So it's something that I'm just going to try and practice from now on. Then to uh, finish off in terms of the juggling, I did the uh, loads of club passing, loads and loads of club passing in the evening. Met 
and Fred again and his brother turned up and we did a lot of uh, passing where I was in the middle when they were passing clubs with me and stuff like that. It was quite intense because there's a lot going on but I really enjoyed it because I knew that, you know, passing is not something that, that I'll do ev that I do every day and you do need someone that knows how to do the passing. Yeah, you need need to find someone that knows how to juggle. Then you need to make sure that that person knows how to do passing. So that was interesting. Really, really enjoyed that. And then after, just to sort of like finish off the day, I spoke with uh, Ben Cornish, who did the table juggling workshop. And we basically just deep dived into juggling and teaching. It was so cool. We just geeked out. Really, 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 really enjoyed it. So, yeah, we spoke for probably maybe an hour. I'm going to see if I can try and reach out to him to see if he can try and come onto the podcast because he's just got a wealth of knowledge. So that was it. I think, um, I can't remember what time I left that day. Yeah, second day was really good, really intense. I think I, think I did almost back-to-back -back workshops. I think I might have had an hour break. Well, I don't think I did. I think I did back-to-back. -back. So it's quite tiring. But, yeah, so I'll give a quick summary of the day two. Again, I tried something new. I tried the hoop passing, which was really good. Highlight of the day was doing the workshop with Taylor. Uh, she's a really good teacher. Really enjoyed it. I would say second highlight was speaking to Ben and just geeking out about juggling and stuff like that. Ben was, yeah. Sometimes when you go to these festivals, it's not just about the juggling. It's about the interaction and the talking that you have with people. Oh Yeah, I really pushed myself with the passing. Yeah, especially with three-person passing, I really pushed myself. I got hit on the head a couple of times, but, <laughs> you know, that's, um, that's the nature of doing passing. So day two was really, really good. Really, really enjoyed it. And I was actually gonna only going to do two days, but I had so much fun on the first two days that I said, no, I'm going to come back. So I came back on Easter Monday. So that was it. Day two, really, really good day. Day three of the BJC, 10th of April, 2023, Easter Monday. Right, so what did I do first? I went to the Taylor workshop, is where she spoke about learning faster and practice better. Now, I spoke to her after about this workshop and she said this is kind of a new thing that she's trying out and I like this aspect of of juggling the sort of like the mental side the practicing and the you know trying to learn faster and it was a really really useful workshop uh, I learned a few things uh, about learning to practice harder or to learn to practice better faster so yeah that was really good there were a couple of things that I found interesting she said that there were sort of like three phases of learning the first one first part of the learning is when you're just trying to really understand the pattern you're understanding how the balls get thrown and caught and stuff like that so you're really looking at it and this is probably the hardest bit this is probably the bit where you know you can be more most frustrated because you're trying to kind of undo some muscle memory or some tricks that you've learned before in the past and in order to try and learn this new pattern so um, that was interesting then the second part of the learning phase which she, this is I think this applies to juggling but this probably applies to maybe other activities not sure I'll have to think about that anyway the second phase was um, trying to 
clean it up so you know the mechanics of the trick you know where the balls are thrown and caught and the timing and everything like that and then really what you're trying to do is to sort of like clean it up so if the balls are meant to go at a certain height for the pattern to look great then you you know you work on that you know in terms of the timing you work on that so it looks like the pattern the final pattern itself and then the third phase is just running the pattern so essentially to see if you can do the pattern clean and for long periods of time so basically you're just doing it without even thinking so you know you could be sitting in front of the tv and just run this pattern or in front of um, you know a device or listening to a podcast or whatever and then you can do this pattern without thinking about it so those were the three phases and I, I found that interesting i really enjoyed the session and i spoke to her after about it and she said it's a work in progress but i really enjoyed it and i think it's there's not many uh, there're not many workshops that were like that so that was really good and we did we did a practice pattern where she just tried to say look at this pattern and what does it look like based on your experience and that was a really really good session next one was multiplex throws now this was a great session wow i've got this on video and we were just doing uh, three ball multiplexes and then he the guy that was doing the workshop which i actually follow on instagram which was really funny really but yeah yeah he did a four ball multiplex throw with one hand it was just unbelievable so that was really really good really enjoyed this workshop as well very technical you have to have you have to be a really good three ball juggler well not a fairly good but you have to be experienced three ball juggler in order to sort of like learn some of these uh, new multiplex concepts i th i mean i know some multiplex throws but this guy was next level there were so many different types of multiplex throws and that's what i like about this juggling community and the convention as well in terms of the workshops there's always something out there that you just don't know so the multiplex flows were really really good i've recorded some of the tricks and it's going to be some of the tricks that I'm going to try and practice and learn over the next um, few months. Then Taylor did another uh, workshop. I went to her workshop again. It was about clay motion. I've spoken about clay motion. It's a sort of like a stop-start type juggling pattern. That was really good. Also recorded some um, a video of her doing some, some patterns there. So I'm hoping to practice some of those moves that she um, some of those patterns and sequences really enjoyed it you don't have to be a very good technical juggler to learn how to do clay motion in fact you could probably do clay motion without having to learn the cascade mm, yeah i would say you could so yeah that was good that was good then yeah today was back-to-back -back workshop i didn't have any break so i started from 11 10 o'clock and I just did back to back to back. So come two o'clock now, I did a contact juggling workshop. Again, this was another great session. He really deep dived into sort of like contact juggling, its concepts. And one thing that I got from the workshop was he said that you kind of move the body around the contact ball so it was a it was a um, contact juggling so it was yeah contact juggling was with a big it's not big but it's um, i think it's a hundred mil i think it's a hundred mil um, contact ball and basically you put the ball close to the body and the body ball rolls along your arms your shoulder your back your head you know you just find points where you can balance the ball on your body it's a really kind of zen type activity 
it was really good really enjoyed it. i'm really glad i went to um this session because i've never been taught in-person contact juggling so i recorded that as well so i'm hoping to see if i can try and do some more contact juggling later on in the year or from now onwards anyway so that was good and then i went to another workshop another ben well i went to be a ben cornish workshop and we did head placement so this was where you juggle clubs and in the pattern you place the ball place the club on your head or your chest and then go back into the pattern again i've seen his video before on this uh, so to actually do the workshop in person with him was really really good and it's something that i've been practicing recently because i'm a big club man i love juggling clubs so this was a workshop that was great so i really enjoyed that and then i went to a diablo workshop this was really good i really enjoyed it i learned about some accelerations i learned some sequences it was quite of a relaxed workshop because i was speaking to another guy standing next to me tom who i'd met at the knife throwing um, session that i did on the first day and we were talking about workshops and i'm hoping to get him onto the podcast to come on and talk about doing juggling workshops yeah that was really good really enjoyed that and then i i think that was yeah i think that was the end of the sort of like juggling and then i spent time just speaking to people um that i met in the convention so i had another chat with taylor i'm trying to get i'm going to try and get her onto the podcast she's up for it i've already sent her an email so watch this space i'm hoping to get her on she was keen so i'm hoping <laughs> that that will happen what else was there. Oh yeah, I spoke to Simeon who is going to be on the podcast. I've done recording already with him. Simeon is a young juggler at the convention, was the first person to flash 11 balls live on stage in a competition. There's a YouTube video on it, but listen out for the Simeon interview because this is where he talks about how he started juggling and stuff like that so I already spoke to the parents during the workshop on the Easter Monday the day the, the final my final day anyway and I spoke to them about you know Simeon and just juggling in general yeah so that was it really one thing that I will sort of like talk about is that there weren't many people of colour at this juggling convention and now i'm assuming there was at least i don't know three maybe 400 people over the days that the juggling was was happening i saw simeon who um who was black obviously me i saw simeon's parents and i saw another i think another indian lady and i think that was it i didn't see anyone else now i sort of like asked a question to myself you know maybe why that is uh why there are so many people from um, ethnic backgrounds not there or people of color not there and i couldn't really answer the question yeah i couldn't really answer it so the only thing that i'm thinking of is that so i think just jugglers who juggle and do workshops as long as they just keep doing workshops and providing the opportunity for everyone then i think that's the only way that it's going to expand out to a wider audience. I mean, I've been doing workshops for probably about four or five years. So I'm sure, like most people, we've inspired old and young to take up juggling. So that's the only thing I can think of, really, is just trying to give as much opportunity, open it up to people and children and adults 
to see if they can take it up because I think there's lots of benefits in learning uh, juggling. I think really good for the mental health, really good for hand-to-eye coordination, and it's fun. So uh, that's the only thing that I would say regarding the convention. There were not many people of colour. So I'm going to give an overall summary now. I mean, for one thing, I had so much fun. I made a lot of contacts. Yeah, it was really creative, just meeting people and learning new things. I went outside my comfort zone. I pushed myself. I tried to learn lots of new things that I'd never tried before. And that was the real aim. I really wanted to do things that I'd never done before. Learning how to teach from the workshops that I did. I looked at their teaching style from the instructors and see if I can try and incorporate some of their teaching styles into my teaching style. The people were great. Didn't feel out of place. I felt welcomed everywhere. People were smiling and happy and people were really, I don't know, yeah, people were just really, really friendly. So I had no issues at at this convention. Great organisation, unbelievable organisation, really, really good, just in terms of the workshops, the layout of where everything was, the venue was great. That it was it was fantastic, really, really, really great organization, and I really took advantage of what was there to offer. I mean, I did more or less back to back workshops nearly every day. I think there was one day where I didn't even eat uh, I only ate in the evening, so yeah, so I, I really kind of pushed myself because I knew that these events don't happen very often, and especially when it's so close to where I live, you just got to make the most of it. So I hope you enjoyed my three day recap of the BJC. If you're a juggler and you've um, never been to a juggling convention, I would definitely recommend going to a BJC or even if it's just a one day juggling convention because just the workshops alone give you great value for money. I hope you enjoyed the recap. That's it.